Well, today we're going to continue our series called Good News for All. It's been exciting to begin to study this gospel of Luke together as a church family. I pray that God spoke to you through the first message. And the title of this message today is The Beauty of Duty. We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. This is what it says. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. You know, this week I met up with some of my friends who I haven't seen for quite some time. Because we all live in different areas and we're all busy with our jobs and with our lives. We don't have uh, many opportunities to meet up. So, so we try to every few months just catch up, go out for food, hang out together. And it was great to do that this week. It was great to find out what everybody's up to, what's going on in each other's lives and to have a great laugh. And uh, one of my friends, he's recently joined the army. He joined back in January. So it was an opportunity for us to grill him to find out what it was like. Now, I had the privilege of taking him with me in the car down to Cardiff, so I had more of an opportunity to ask him a few more questions. So we were just chatting away about what life is like up there. How's the course? How's the exercises? Is he enjoying it? And he said, for the most part, he's really enjoying it. The exercises are great. He's made some great friends. He's got a great platoon that he's a part of. But he said there's one part of it that he still hasn't got used to yet, and that is reporting for duty every single morning. He says he has to be up and out of his barracks and outside waiting for the sergeant to march them over to the lectures. And he has to be there by quarter to seven. Now, when he says quarter to seven, he actually means that he's got to be there even five minutes before that. Because if he's late, then he'll get into trouble. He'll have some punishments to do and to carry out some push-ups and, and things like that and paperwork. So he doesn't want to get into any trouble. And he also has to make sure that his uniform is presentable and that he has everything ready for the day. He says reporting for duty is the hardest thing of all. He still hasn't got used to it and these two weeks off have been incredible for him to have a lie-in. You know I think we all feel a little bit like that whether we're in the army or not. Even in our everyday lives when it comes to work and our usual routines. You know the duty of all that it can be you know it can be t tough, it can be difficult, it can become monotonous and boring and hard. You know turning up for work week in week out the same old same old seeing the same people doing the same jobs it can be very very boring we're living in a time when many people don't stay in one place for very long they hop because they get bored very quickly but you know turning up is a is a quality that's not seen as much these days but it's an vital it's a vital ingredient to god faithfulness is a vital ingredient to god we see that here in today's passage of scripture we see in Luke chapter 1 that, that there is beauty in duty. It actually can be beauty in just turning up for things. Now the nation of Israel at this time, they were going through a very dark period. It was a very dark time spiritually and it was a very troublesome time. The people of God had heard no prophetic word from God for over 400 years. The last prophetic word came through the prophet Malachi in the Old Testament. And I know for us today where we read the Bible... There is just one page between the Old Testament and New Testament. But history says there was 400 years of silence where God doesn't speak to his people. The last message that these people, the people of God had heard from the Lord 
was that there would be a time when there would be a person who would rise up, who would have the spirit of Elijah, the prophet Elijah, and this person would prepare the way for the long-awaited Messiah. So it was a difficult time, dark time. There was no voice from God, no word from heaven. Not only that, the spiritual leaders of the day, they were just bound in tradition. They were just going through the motions, through the religious rituals, and even in some cases, they were caught in corruption. Now, the king at that time, Herod the Great, he was an awful king. He was a tyrant. He, history tells us he had nine wives and he had one of his wives ex- executed for no apparent reason. It's fair to say that it was a very spiritually dark time. However, no matter how dark the day is, God always has faithful, obedient and devoted people. We see that truth in today's passage of scripture. Luke begins his gospel by introducing to us this godly couple named Elizabeth and Zachariah. Now, Zachariah, it means Jehovah has remembered. And Elizabeth, her name means God is my oath. Now, these two people, they were a godly couple. They were righteous in the eyes of the Lord, as it says. And they were from this priestly line of Abijah and from Aaron. So they had royal, uh, they had priestly, godly descendants as well. But they were a godly couple. However, this couple, they they didn't have one thing, and that was a child. They were desperate to have a family, desperate to have a child. And they'd even prayed to the Lord to to heal her, uh, to heal Elizabeth, who was barren, to provide a child for them. But God, it seemed like, hadn't answered their prayers. Because now when Luke is writing this gospel, he, he says that Elizabeth and Zachariah, they were very, very old. To you and me, that would be sort of grandmother, great-grandmother, and grandparents' ter- uh, territory. You know, they were well past the child-bearing age. But you know, there was something ageless about Zechariah and about Elizabeth as well. And that was, they were faithful. You know, I want to encourage you today, don't take faithfulness lightly. We see, you know, I believe that, I really believe this, that this is one of the greatest characteristics of our church family. We've got so many people in our church who are faithful to the Lord. I don't mean just regular attenders, even though I'm so grateful for that. But these are people who love the Lord, who work for the Lord, who serve the Lord. We have got a faithful group of people in our church and I will never take that from, for granted. I believe it is a wonderful characteristic. I long to be like those, like my grandparents, parents and others in our congregation who have faithfully served the Lord. They are committed to the Lord and to the house of the Lord, to the work of the Lord. And that's inspired me in my walk. And I want to encourage you today that God honors faithfulness. Faithfulness is always rewarded by God. And we'll see that here in Luke chapter 1 and verse 8 to 10. It says, one day Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. You know, this passage absolutely amazes me. I know it might not for you, it might just seem like a boring passage, this guy just turns up, but we see something incredible that's going to happen here. There's nothing spiritual about it, but this guy, Zechariah, his name was on the list. He was on duty that week. He was just called to serve in the temple. His name didn't magically appear there, but he was just scheduled to go to the temple and burn incense for two weeks each year that he's, he's always done throughout all of his life. He was on priestly duty 
that for those two weeks. He was chosen to minister at the temple and, and to minister in this place, as you can see on the picture here, the holy place in Jerusalem. Now this, it was a high honor. Daily incense was burned daily and offered before the Lord. And it was done before the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice, which would have been about 3 p.m. the evening sacrifice. And it was probably to this one that the Zechariah was assigned to burn incense after in the three o'clock one. And, you know, you'll notice here that he wasn't called by God to serve that day. He wasn't led by the Holy Spirit to serve that day. I'm sure he didn't even feel like it because he was an old guy by now. I'm sure he much, would have much rather stay in the house, chill, enjoy watching Netflix with Elizabeth, put his feet up. I'm sure he didn't feel like going to the, pre the temple that day. But the Bible tells us he turned up for duty. He just turned up, just faithful, just turned up to do what he'd always done. But you know, something incredible happens while he's on duty at the temple. We read it together, verse 11 to 17. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. What we see here is incredible. As Zechariah turns up, God turns up also. God shows up with Zechariah's destiny. It was just a normal day for Zechariah, mundane sort of day. It was a usual routine that Zechariah was carrying out. He'd always turned up for two weeks of the year to serve in the temple. But it was just in the normal, in the everyday, that God turned up. In the natural, the supernatural appeared. And this is something we see time and time again in the Bible. God often speaks to his people and calls his people when they're busy just doing their everyday tasks. Not some conference, not some great gathering, not some spiritual retreat or spiritual journey that they're on. It was in the everyday that God shows up and that God speaks to his people. We see with Moses and David, they were both just shepherds looking after their sheep and God turns up. Gideon, he was just threshing wheat like he always did. Peter, Andrew, James and John, they were just mending their fishing nets after a busy night of fishing when Jesus happens to walk by and call them. You know, as I was reading my Bible every night, like I always do at the age of 17 in my bedroom, God spoke to me through his word and called me into ministry. God spoke to me about going full time into ministry when I was on a walk with Charlie up the country park. It was in the everyday, but I just felt the Holy Spirit say, it's time to go full-time into ministries. You know, God turns up in the everyday, in the normal routine of our lives. Who knows how God will turn up in your week, This, uh, you know, how he'll turn up in your life this week, in your schedule. You know, you might have different things planned. You might be busy doing your usual duties, usual routines, going to work, looking after the children, doing shopping. But God can show up. God can answer your prayer. Maybe something 
powerful happen like it did for Zechariah. Maybe it's as you're on Kids Zone this week at church. Maybe it's when you're on the welcome team, just greeting people here at church. Maybe you're just serving on the worship team or on the back box and doing all the technology, all those sort of things. Maybe it's just as you turn up to church as you usually do every Sunday at 10.30. Maybe that's all it is. But God can show up. Zechariah is an example of this. God showed up when Zechariah was just faithful and committed and carried out his duty. God showed up as Zechariah showed up. And I want to encourage you today, don't take this lightly. Don't take turning up to church every week as lightly. You know, I've had that even recently where I thought, oh, is, just, is this just it? Have I just got to keep going? You know, because it's work obviously for me, but, but do I just have to keep turning up? But, but God reminded me there is beauty in duty. God can show up, God can speak. And even on that day when I was feeling like that, we had somebody come to know the Lord. And as a church, we're seeing people come to know the Lord every single month at this moment in time. And I'm so grateful for that. And people are growing in their faith. God is moving in our church. And I want to encourage you, don't underestimate faithfulness and just turning up. God can turn up and meet you and answer your prayer as you simply turn up for church. But not only just in church, in, in your everyday life, as you turn up and spend time with Jesus doing your Bible readings, God could speak to you. As you pray in, God can speak to you. As you're on your way to work, God can speak to you. As you're in the, the, in the lunch break room, God can speak to you. As you're on the schoolyard, God can speak to you. Don't, turn, don't underestimate faithfulness to God. What you think is routine and redundant, God calls faithful. I love what Hudson Taylor, the great missionary, once said. He said, a little thing is a little thing, but faithfulness in a little thing is a big thing. So you might be wondering, why did all this happen? Why did God show up? Well, we see here because God's timing is perfect. Verse 13 of Luke 1. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you would name him John. Now you'll notice here in that verse that, that after the angel says that, that God has heard your prayer, there's a full stop. There's a pause in the conversation. In other translations, there is just a comma, but there is a, there's a pause in the conversation. And you might be wondering, why? Why is there a pause in this conversation? You know, he says, you, God has heard your prayer. Uh, why is there a pause after that? Well, I think it's because Zechariah and Elizabeth had forgotten what they had prayed for. It reads like this. The angel said, your prayer has been heard. Silence. Um, Elizabeth will bear you a son. It's, it's sort of like that. That's how it, it reads. This, this prayer that they had prayed many years ago when they were a young couple, God is now finally answering. God has heard their cry. Now for Elizabeth and Zechariah, I'm sure this is way too late, God. You know, we're old. We can't have a child. Now we're grandparents, great-grandparents in that territory. You know, there's no way that we can have a child. You're a bit late, God, for this. But God's timing is perfect. And he says, no. Now you're going to have a son and you're going to name him John. Now, the reason why God couldn't answer the prayer of Elizabeth and Zechariah many years before that was because Jesus hadn't come onto the scene yet. Jesus wasn't born. The life of Jesus needed the life of John the Baptist 
John the Baptist was called as the forerunner for Christ, preparing the way for the Messiah of the world, getting people ready to hear Jesus. They were going to bring John and obviously Jesus was going to bring about the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. Matthew 3 verse 3, it says, The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. God was sending his son into this world. And John the Baptist needed to prepare the way. And now it was the perfect time for God to answer the prayer of Elizabeth and Zechariah. God was faithful and God turned up. And it all happened because Zechariah turned up for his usual duty. God is going to perform a miracle, which we'll see in the coming weeks as we study, continue to study this chapter and the chapters to follow. But God showed up as Zechariah showed up. It was simply because he was on the list that day to volunteer at the temple. And as we come to a conclusion of this message, I believe that, that God wants to challenge you and me and encourage you and me today. Just keep turning up. I know that life can be hard sometimes. I know the challenges and the difficulties can be very real and it can be difficult. And when those things come our way, we want to hide away. I know firsthand. I don't want to see people. I don't want to talk to people. But that is the worst thing you can do, especially when you're going through challenges and difficulties, is to neglect coming to the house of the Lord and surrounding yourself with the people of God. Know that in our church, there'll be no shame, there'll be no condemnation, because there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We all got baggage, we've all got history, but God is the master of turning lives around, of using what the enemy meant for evil to turn it for good. God wipes the slate clean and gives us a fresh start. And just as God has shown me grace, we as a church, we want to show you grace as well. God wants to show you grace and show you mercy and can turn your life around if you would surrender your life to him. And God wants to encourage you, keep turning up. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you're tired, keep turning up. You know, you don't have to wait, as I said, for some big conference or some big event or some preacher to come through the valleys to, to give your life to the Lord or for God to speak to you, God to call you. But it's in the everyday. It's in the ordinary. God turns up in the ordinary. And maybe you're watching this today and God hasn't answered a prayer and maybe you're discouraged, maybe you're disheartened. Know today that God's timing is perfect. And know that one of the names I love in the Old Testament of our God is Jehovah Shammah which means the Lord who is present. God is there with you right now. God is faithful. God has heard your cry and he's able to meet with you and he's able to answer your prayer. His timing is perfect. And so I want to encourage you today, turn up. Because when we show up, God turns up. God performs miracles in the mundane. There really is beauty in duty. Amen.